welcome back to another episode of Love Love Vlog. You already know I'm here with my girl Jordan. Hey guys, it's Jordan and I'm the founder and CEO of Pretty Street. So Jordan, tell me about Pretty Street. Where'd you get the name from, the origin? What even made you decide to like start designing clothes in the first place? Okay, so we were in the middle of COVID and I had a lot of money and nothing to do with it. So like <laughs> what? It, like I got unemployment. So you gotta think about it like oh, you got I, your was, stimulus I was check. No, I didn't get a stimulus <laughs> check. I didn't even get a PPP. I was just like I had worked at Chick fil A at the time. So when I got unemployment I worked in the airport, so they shut us down. Mm-hmm. So I was getting unemployment and my mama like she had separated my money. Like it was like, Oh, you have savings, you have checkings, whatever and I had a lot of money. I'm like, Oh, I've never made this much money working in fast food. Right. So how old were you? I was like 17, 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So then I started my brand Pretty Street because I've always been in streetwear. Like, it's been my thing since I was a kid. I've always had sneakers. I worked at Footlocker. Yeah, but I feel like most girls from New York are low-key, though. That's been our, like, style. Yeah, that's like, that's our a culture. New York, like, we have one, ones is a thing, four is a thing. Every pair of 11s, every Christmas, everybody gets 11s. Like, that's just how it's been in New York since we were kids. Right. Maybe it's that other way, other places, but it's always about that in New York. But I'm from upstate, so I started my brand with a Sesame Street logo. So, you know, at the top it says 123. Mm-hmm. Mine says 518 because that's my area code. Right. So okay. I said Pretty Street. Pretty Street was, like, different because I feel like you could have, like, that feminine side and the streetwear mm-hmm. side. Yes. So it's, like, gives us, like, it's, like, the double double whammy at the same time. So moving out here in Atlanta and realizing that they kind of just a little bit different. Streetwear for women, I guess, is very popular, but it's just, like different like so how do you feel about like women in baggy clothes and like black culture in general so like i grew up with like the alaylee mays and Mm -hmm. like like one of my favorite like people in fashion that's on instagram right now is laura laura dws or something like that on instagram like i grew up like watching them get dressed diera getting dressed like yeah and then i got into like when i came to atlanta i found like there was like that bbl culture Mm -hmm. like that that skims look yeah that's what i'm talking about right right the body stuff like Mm -hmm. that was like not my thing and being in atlanta like that's what it is like you gotta really like put yeah, the bbl body culture and i'm yeah. like my body tea but mm-hmm. my my like i'm fly like i'm really really fly like i pride myself in that so i just decided i was like let me build my brand let me like really like put the dna behind my brand because one thing about having a brand you don't have no dna it's yeah. just gonna be like a bunch of nonsense like you're just gonna be dropping nonsense every week and you'll be bored so and nobody's gonna buy your stuff so so when you started to make your brand, what was your first drop? Like, was it a shirt or something? And, like, did you do it within the AUC? How did that go? Okay, so my first drop back home was the Sesame Street logos, and it was just, like, 518. It was embroidered. It was actually a regular blank gilded sweatshirt. And when I first started doing that, everybody was like, oh, it's so good, such good quality. I'm like, yo, gilded is probably the worst quality you're ever going to get, like, and I'm over here doing my research. I'm like, okay, like, what's a better hoodie? So like, you took the time to do research on your brand. Yeah. So you could talk about that process, too, because I realized that a lot of us creatives really just put things together for ourselves and figure out along the way, like, we're not going to school for this. We're not getting, like, hand-taught information. We're all self-learning. Okay, so one thing I've learned about research is that if you don't know, like, what you want your brand to be in the end, like, where you really, where you like, if you don't have a vision, it's not going to work. Like, if you don't have brand DNA, it's not going to work. So, one thing I, like, my brand's biggest thing is dress for you not to impress. So, it's, like, it's a play on, like, dress for you to impress, but, no, dress for you not to impress, dress for you. Like, mainly, like, going outside is a feeling. So, clothing is, like, symbolic to that. If you want to wear baggy clothes today, maybe that's just how you dress, or maybe that's just how you're feeling. Like, yeah, dress how you feel. That's really what i get from my brand so i always make clothes for like every facet like one thing i'm learning in my brand dna is that like 
I make clothes necessarily for costumes because I'm in college, mm-hmm. but I have a lot of older customers. So my first drop was a sweatshirt. My second drop was like a crop sweatsuit, and I had like these jean jackets. And my jean jackets were one fifty. I sold out in twenty four hours. And when I did that, I was like, oh. How like, much did you make of your jean jackets? My profit. I think I got the jean jackets for like seventy five a piece. I sold them for one fifty a piece. Mm. So whatever the math is on that's that, a, that's like now nah, you made money in twenty. <laughs> so that was like really really good for me. And I had like different stuff. Like I had three D embroidery, um, satin applique. Like knowing your stuff. That's nothing mm-hmm. as a creative. Like you could be creative and it could look good, but if you don't know how to put it together, you don't know like especially in clothes how to market it. Yeah, it's not gonna work. And that's what I'm learning. Marketing, I suck. So we about to get about to get on it. So what's um what's your end goal for Pretty Street? What does that look like for you long term? Okay. Or like what else do you want to do? Is Pretty Street where you stop at? Or do you just want to build on clothes or do you have other outlets you want to um, go through? I really want to be a serial entrepreneur, which is like obviously entrepreneur of multiple things. Yeah, clothes mobile. is dope. Like clothes is dope. It's great money. But it's like, what else can you do? So one thing I've been doing is like, I applied for different like scholarships. I'm a student, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, by the way, Jordan's my RA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a student, so yes. um, so expensive, y'all. So if you want to come here, make sure you got that scholarship ready for real, because it's a little ghetto out here. But no, so basically what I did is I applied for the FSF scholarship, which is Fashion Scholar Fund, and I'm currently going through the application process for that. But what I've learned is that, like, working in fashion and having a brand that, like, is sustainable and uses ESG, which is environmental and social governance, is important. So what I've done now is, like, doing the research. So Haran Preston, he used New York City Lamentation to start his brand because he was so into pollution and stuff like that. And that's to make his brand sustainable. So my goal is really to, like, create Pretty Street to be sustainable as well as giving back to my community. So having, like, an educational aspect because where I'm from, like, I'm not from the hood. I'm a suburban girl. (laughs) But okay. I do understand that, like, a lot of people don't understand how to run a business, how to start a business, not That's seeing right. life outside of a 9 Black culture in general doesn't really have a lot of financial literacy. Yeah, so the, but the financial literacy is, oh, I got a 9 to 5. Like, I grew up, my mom had a 9 to 5. My stepdad, he still works his 9 to 5. Like, and I've had other, like, parental figures, aunts, uncles, and cousins that, like, they're 9 to 5. So when I started my brand, they were like, yo, what are you doing? Right. And that's just not what I want. Like, I don't see myself... Not even punching a clock physically, but I don't see myself working for nobody. Like you want to do your own thing. Yeah, because it's like it's just a different lifestyle. Like I do understand the quality and the purpose of hard work, but I don't understand like nobody telling me what to do because this is my world. Y'all just live here, so that's just really how. That's really what I want for Pretty Street. Pretty Street to be able to give back to my community because one another thing I live by is being who I needed when I grew up, and I wish somebody would have taught me the right way to run a business because there's so many mistakes I fall into or so many rabbit holes I fall into in doing that but I feel like the mistakes is what helps us learn though because I would rather me go through it and like let's say I'm not getting fed the information I make mistakes and I learn from it like I definitely think that even with the podcast my development in the short amount of time from the mistakes I liked or things that I wanted to work on has definitely made me much better and I feel like it gives our um brand or our demeanor mm-hmm. a, a different like sense of you know what i'm saying hard work a little bit of grit does that it make gi- sense it gives you it gives you grit in in the um program or the thing i want to start it's more so like you know your mom said i could lead you to i, I could lead a horse to water but i can't make it drink yeah so i could teach any i could teach anybody i'll get your llc let's get your EIN number let's make sure your trademark let's do this let's market let's i could teach you everything there is to know about starting a business it's up to you to really put the work in because what i did to make my business get to at least half of where it is 
is not going to be what you're going to do to make this podcast go up. Right. And it's different lanes, obviously, but I'm saying in any sense, I feel like, yeah, grit and mistakes does help, but there's some things that people genuinely don't know. People are doing nails with no license. Crazy. People are doing lashes with no license. I'm not saying don't do it, but I'm saying let's get the education behind it. Let's legalize it. Because when something goes wrong, then what? There's no protection. So that's why I just I just want to be able to help y'all yeah. and protect yourselves because at the end of the day, start a business. Do it. Do it at 10. Do it at 5. I would have started saving no, in kindergarten. <laughs> Not the saving in kindergarten. was this expensive. Nah, on save, start saving from young. There's so much that can go wrong at the wrong time, like at the wrong time. So that's why I say like protection is everything. Legalization of your business is everything. And teaching people that and being able to like, hey, give even give them an idea to start a business. Some people don't even think they should do that. They think the 9 to 5 is going to work. We're going to be rich off the 9 to 5, and that's just never going to happen. So that's really what I want to do, give my community the opportunity. So that being said, so what's new for you, Jordan? What do you have going on? Are you dropping soon? Like, uh, let us know, because I need another hat. Uh, um, I am dropping soon. I don't really. I'm in the process of sampling and sourcing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot, because my manufacturer before, like this heart hoodie, last January, I used pretty to pay my tuition too. So my fr- freshman year, I paid tuition off unemployment in pretty street. That's great. Right. If y'all don't know how much Spellman tuition is, <laughs> set it up for me. <laughs> Real spill. So I, in January, my stepdad was like, hey, um, I really want you to get back into your business. And I did too, but I didn't really like know like what I really wanted to do. Like pretty street was never i've never taken pretty street seriously but it just happens to be that y'all like it that's what i say all the time like i've never actually taken this seriously it's always been for fun he was like no nah, i really want you to get back into it and full zips were a thing like back back home they're wearing full zips down here they're wearing full zips and like my friends they're fake into fashion like they care but they don't care if that okay sense. so i made this i made that i mocked it up whatever i got the heart off like google it had like band-aids on I had a band-aid on it whatever and then it had like other stuff on it too but I like cleaned it up and made it mine and then I sent it to this manufacturer my dad had found for me a big manufacturer too like he's doing 500 minimum order like I'm like yo I cannot like um my business like it's big but we ain't that big yet so like whatever so we mocked it up I sent it to him I paid we paid for it he's in Pakistan mind you so I'm like, cool. I'm on. Where did you find your ma- manufacturer? Bruh, Instagram. Like, oh. I'm telling you, Instagram. Like, <laughs> okay. don't sleep on Instagram. Don't sleep on TikTok. Don't sleep on Alibaba. Don't sleep on AliExpress. Don't sleep on nothing. Even YouTube. Don't sleep. No so way. we were on there. I was looking for it. Like, whatever. He, I'm on FaceTime. His name is Malik. I'm on FaceTime with Malik. I'm like, Malik, I need it done by, like, Valentine's Day because it's called the Pretty on Love Full Zip. I came out with a red one just for Valentine's Day. Like, I was prepared. Like, I wanted the face to be on it because if you zip all this whole thing up it's a face on it it's like that's what i really wanted yeah so my dad gives me money for it mind you gives me that's like 20 2300 $2, $2, he pays for it i'm like cool he's like just give me money back i'm like fine it's a business i understand i'm calling malik every week no, no answer. answer damn he's like oh well it's gonna take this amount of time to make a mock-up I made the mock-up. It's going to take this amount of time to do measurements. I have the measurements. Mm-hmm. It's going to take this amount of time to cut and create, because this is cut and sew. So that's even worse. Like we, It's not like I'm taking a blink and just putting this on there. No. Everything yeah. about this is down to how much it weighs, down to how much, how um, cotton versus fair French terry, all the extra. It's like, I had to think about all of that. So I'm like, okay. So we get there. He gets everything mocked up. He gets his stuff cut. 
it's never been sewn. He gets to cut the stuff embroidered. It's never been sewn. So I'm like, okay, when is it going to look like what we put so on point paper? Is you don't even know. So right. So then I get a tracking number in May. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, my mom, like, it's coming. Like, it's going to come to the house at this point. Like, because it's supposed to come to Spelman. Supposed to come to Spelman. It's supposed in to May? Be, it's supposed to come to Spelman in February. Oh. But in May, I was like, it's going to come home. Like, it's not going to make sense to be here. Who Who's going to be here? No, I'm not going to be here. So it went home, and I was like, mm, I don't know if I'm going to drop now. I don't know if I should just wait. But I'm like, I know my dad just gave me $2,300, and I got paid back. So I'm like, I'm just drop. Like, worst case scenario, like, nobody will buy it to the roof this time. It's a hard piece. It's going to sell. It was a slow sale. It's really? the dead of summer, and you selling fleece hoodies. That's true. Crazy. And I'm like, I really could have held this and made a lot of money, but it's like, I got to get my dad his money back. So I'm selling, I'm selling, I'm selling. I got back to school in August, and I was still, I wasn't already yet, so I had a double. So my plan was to get a storage unit and just put Priest in a storage unit or get an office. That didn't happen. So I had a trunk. And, like, the older people know what a trunk is, but, like, it's, like, this big thing that I have on that's, like, a, like the thing you could sit on. Yes. I don't call it a trunk. I'm sorry. I'm Caribbean. I call that, like, a hassack. Okay. It's a long story. Continue. Nonetheless, a hassack, trunk, whatever you want to call it, that's what that is. So, I was stuffing all my hoodies. So, I ordered, like, 60 of them. I only probably had, like, 40 when I was coming back to school. I had my cousin drive up to Albany, drive down to Atlanta, so I didn't have to ship it because he was shipping cars at the time. And I stuffed all that stuff in my trunk, and I was at my Friday, and I was moving, and I had a I had more house brothers that like wore my stuff, and they're like I guess they're considered fly. I mean they are not the guests that considered fly. They are, but you know I'm never gonna blow their heads up. But yeah, so they were wearing my stuff, and everybody would ask me like, oh, mm-hmm. where, whose hoodie is that? And nobody knew. Everybody knew I had a brand, but nobody knew it was my brand. So got it. So I was selling. I was working at Starbucks and everything. Like I was. Not even getting out the mud, but I was working. Right. So when I was doing that, it just started to go. Like, people started to go. I was at Clark getting my hoodie sold, and I was never at Clark So where are you year. at now? That's what I'm saying. So, like, when are you next going to drop? My next drop is probably, like, depending on how this sample come in. Cause that's really the, that's the real stuff. The sample is everything. Don't let nobody tell you it's not. Depending on how the sample comes in, I should be around January or February. End of January, beginning of February. Like, for real this time, though, like, not for fake guys. <laughs> not for fake but, um, I'm excited for that. So, another a last question that I would like to ask um, all my guests. What's a piece of advice that you get to either, like, a younger self or somebody out there listening that wants to start making clothes and designing? Um, I got two. So, the one for my younger self. <laughs> You're my, so annoying. It's almost in my hat, too. No, because it's two different things. Like, my younger self, it's okay. Like, it's really okay. Like, everything that, like, is occurring, it's okay. Okay. Like, just really trust the process. Like, I think the best thing, like, I met Milano DeRouge, and I got to put her in one of my hats, actually. And she wore this one? No, it was the black one. And she was, like, enjoy the journey. She's like, it's not, like, you're going to get somewhere and still not be content. Like, enjoy the journey. Like, Have you done and still not be content? So that's my biggest thing to my younger self is that it's okay, like, not to be okay. It's okay to feel every emotion. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be mad. But just stay, stay the course and enjoy the journey. So those that start in, start in clothes, start in any business, be a sponge in every room that you could take space up in. Like, I'm appreciative because I work with an influencer and she's helpful. But, like, the knowledge that she's not even there for, like, working in her warehouse every day and being around, like, 
being around what could go wrong when you get big Mm -hmm. not even what could go wrong but like what's to come when it gets big because it's just everything's bound to have ups and downs trials and tribulations but being around it and soaking up the knowledge and getting to see what my life can look like in the next year one to ten years that's amazing and being a sponge be able to take space and give my ideas like that's what i would say just be a sponge and be able to listen because you don't know it all that sounds good well thank you jordan for coming on the show it's a pleasure seeing you and don't forget to shop jordan at little um pretty street pretty street llc.com mm-hmm. plug it's, yourself yeah i guess you guys can follow me on instagram <laughs> at pretty street.llc um pretty street llc.com and if you want to follow my personal page at j-o-r-d-y-n-a-n-i underscore <laughs> another score and you already know guys so make sure you follow the podcast instagram at l.podcast and you follow me personally at night love lock and we'll see you for another episode bye bye <laughs> thank you have me walking all crooked in my crap